We wish to acknowledge the traditional caretakers of the land we record this podcast on, the Yuggera people and their continued connection to the land and waterways of Yuggera country. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Hi everybody, welcome to the Sports Social where we do sports chats for everyone and Libby is on maternity leave. I am, but I'm here. So by the time you hear this, Libby will be on maternity leave with a little baby. I'll have a baby. She'll be really tired. So (laughs) she'll be flooded with love but also very tired. Mm. So what we decided to do was try and record a few more chats with some excellent people before you had to hang up the headphones for a while. And I am so excited about this particular chat because, I mean, it's I think one of our first international I think it is. Sporting organisations. It really is. So we were so incredibly lucky to be able to talk to Steph Rudnick, who is the head of PR for Angel City FC. And if you're sitting there going, that's lovely, what is Angel City FC? That's fair because it's a soccer team that's based in the US that was born during the pandemic and has only been playing since 2022. They play in the National League. and The Women's National League. The Women's National League. And they were created by like a syndicate of people who come from soccer but also who come from Hollywood. Mm. And what it has created is something truly remarkable. Steph, how are you going? Uh, excellent, thanks. Thanks for chat with you guys. It's so exciting to, to chat to you because this is something that actually Georgie and I talk a lot about off air is like how do we create a women's soccer team in Australia, (laughs) which is essentially what has happened over there at at Angel City. Can you tell us a little bit about the origins of how this club came to be? Sure thing. It actually boils down to one specific moment in time where Natalie Portman and Abby Wambach happened to be in the same room. And if you don't know who Abby is, Abby is one of the greatest soccer players to ever live. And she was telling a story about this massive moment in her life when she was given the icon award next to Kobe Bryant and Peyton Manning in Los Angeles at the ESPYs, kind of like ESPN's Academy Awards of the sports business. And Abby was up there. She left the stage and she actually walked up to me and to her agent um, and said, that was amazing, but I'm basically getting like a lifetime achievement award and I'm not sure how I'm going to pay my mortgage. Like those guys are going into very different and well-deserved futures with hundreds of millions of dollars, if not more. And I've got to find a job. And that struck something so deep within Natalie that she was like, what? Like, this doesn't make sense. My kid doesn't even, he watches all soccer. He watches women, men, he wears a Messi jersey and he wears a Morgan jersey. I need to learn more about this because, you know, Natalie's very, very much involved in in pay equity um, in Hollywood. And that was someone like Natalie, as smart as she is and well-resourced, she just didn't give up. And she started having lots and lots of conversations and then learned that not only do we have an incredible U.S. women's national team, but there's actually a league in the U.S. that has local clubs that feed into the national team. And so in her conversations with Karen Nortman, who was also in the room that day, and Julie Ehrman, who's our president and also co-founder, they were like, let's bring a team to L.A. and let's make sure that everything that we do is lettering up to pay equity and is lettering up to community and impact. And that was the genesis of Angel City back in 2019. It's really interesting what you say about community. I'm, I'd love to understand that about when Angel City created this, what did they want to create for the community? Because obviously they're wanting to create more income and revenue for the players, but 
what were they wanting to build at a grassroots level? Well, we truly deeply believe from the beginning that we're here because of the community in LA and the community of women soccer supporters, as well as just women sports supporters. So from the very beginning, you know, we reached out to a group of um, fans of LAFC has this incredible supporter group, multiple sort of supporter groups. And one of them, uh, this woman, Lindsay Rojas and Mark, her husband, were waving a flag at an LAFC game that said, bring the NWSL to LA. And the, 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 we saw that flag and went, okay, so that was one of our first calls when we started talking about bringing a team to LA was we found Lindsay and Mark Rojas and had conversations with them. What do you want to see in a team? Why is it important? What do you want it to stand for? And how do you want to be involved? And from there, they were our first call when we got awarded the rights to bring a team to LA. And from that point on, we have to bring them along for the journey. It's not just the soccer fans that are our supporters. And that's really great. We have six supporter groups and they show up and they show up loud and really big. But we also knew that we needed to make more of an impact on the community in order to get to use our platform to create impact and opportunities for the Los Angeles community. And what, how we did that in the biggest and most impactful way that we did that, other than our incredible community team that is out in the field doing hundreds of events a year, our sponsorship model is super unique. Jess Smith, who's our head of sponsorship, came up with the idea. She said in her interview, what if we take 10% of every single sponsorship that we close and we put it back into the community? So meaning we take that money out of our pocket, we hire people internally to help make this happen, and we then do that. And for example, DoorDash, who's our front of kit sponsor, at the beginning of the pandemic, when we started talking to them, I don't think we even had a name yet at Angel City. I could be wrong. But in conversations with them, they said, you know, what what could we do to make an impact? And and someone on our community team said, we have a massive food insecurity issue in Los Angeles. It's the homeless shelters. It's the elderly that can't get out because of the lockdown. It's women's shelters. And they said, oh, well, that's great because we've got a lot of dashers who are their delivery people that can deliver the food. So our team went out and found the need, found the, pay, the places that would give us the food, found a group that would pack the food. And just a couple of weeks ago, we surpassed 500,000 meals delivered to um, people across Los Angeles. Wow. That is incredible. Yes, it's so good. And we've, we've planted like multiple school gardens in South Central LA where we could bring the students out and our whole team comes out and literally like digs up these community gardens and plants them and it provides free food to that school and that community. And we've given away, I think, three, what is it? It's some crazy number, multiple, multiple tons of food in the last year, fresh produce with our partners at Sprout Farmers Market. Obviously, it's been such a huge effort to get to this point. You know, you, you had the idea 2019. The the team, like the actual team, has only just kind of started playing, was it last year? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just love the idea and the concept that all of this was in play before the team, the, the, the reason that everything is coming together. Yeah, it all started before the team was actually even playing in the league. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Before we even kicked the ball, we were already putting tons of money and resource back into the community. And I think that's also uh, on the player side, it's also really special. They, our players love this part of their job and that it, it attracts them to our team because we do whatever we can to make our players have a very comfortable existence and a wonderful life. Because in women's soccer, they're not getting, they haven't been getting the best facilities. And, you know, we, we, we're trying our hardest to do that, but we also give them the opportunity to make an impact off the field. And they love it. They show up. They're, you know, our, they love our fans. And it's just, it's just an additional way for them to, to really enjoy their career beyond just going to practice and games. Steph, we are quite obsessed with the merchandise that Angel City <laughs> has created. And when I thought about it, I realized that 
again, in Australian examples, when there is a women's team created in any, either basketball or NRL or AFL, the merchandise very much replicates that of the men's game. It sort of mirrors what already exists. And what really mm-hmm. hit me with the Angel City merchandise is that everything about it appeals to a women's audience. Was that a really strategic move from you guys? Oh, yes. I mean, there's a there's a saying, you know, pink it and shrink it. You know, that, that was way back in the day when you'd want to go buy like an NFL jersey and they would, you know, they would make it smaller and just turn, put pink on it. And that would be the women's stuff. So, of course, I mean, we make... We make merch for everybody. <laughs> so, you know, we, some of our, some of our sizing is tough because, you know, Nike, that's one of our partners, they don't make certain sizes. So mm-hmm. we're, we also do our own private label stuff. We've also done a lot of collaborations. It's really important to us because there's so many audiences. Um, but yes, our merch is so important to us. And by the way, Australia is third behind the UK and then obviously the US in Angel City merch purchases. So all wow. of your listeners, can you go? Yeah, go on angelcity.com and buy something and we'll, you know, we'll, we just got to get it up and get everyone down here wearing our merch because we got to beat the UK. Come on. Yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> let's do it. We're a competitive bunch too, so we'd probably step up and do that. Yeah, we really would actually. <laughs> Good, um, I love it. Uh, we're really excited here in Australia, obviously, because we're we're going to host the the Soccer World Cup, the Women's Soccer World Cup later this year. I'd love to understand from your perspective what kind of growth you've seen in the women's soccer, you know, league game in America and whether you think that's being replicated here in Australia. Well, listen, it's not for lack of trying here. I'm not sure this country knows what's about to hit it in a good way. Mm. You know, I think Football Australia and the FIFA Local Organizing Committee have done a spectacular job of getting ready. And, you know, I've been to other World Cups that I, you know, I'm not going to name names, but like this country and New Zealand are so ready for this. And I think that, that it's going to, I think the Matildas are incredible and you've got Sam Kerr and I think that, you know, she's got global name recognition. So I think what's going to happen after the World Cup, I hope, is this uptick in participation at the grassroots level. And both Football Australia and FIFA have earmarked millions and millions and millions of dollars to build um, locker rooms for girls that are, that they don't have yet. At least they're building fields. They're trying to really come in at the grassroots level. And I think, that to be honest, I really I would be shocked if there's not an uptick in women's soccer here. Now in the US, it's one of the fastest growing sports in the US. I mean lacrosse is also growing really quickly. But I think that, you know, when you've got a World Cup followed by an Olympics year and our team continued to just deliver, you know, I was just watching the crowds expand and expand and expand at our games. You know, I've been working with um, a lot of the US national team players for many years. And I'd say like, you know, Alex Morgan and Abby Wombach have been clients forever. And 12 years ago, I could not get anyone to answer my call. You know, oh. I was trying to get them into fashion shows and red carpet things. And Alex really loved fashion. So, like, she, I'd get her to New York for Fashion Week and, like, you know, have to, like, beg to get her a seat. And now she's getting invitations to the front row. It sounds silly, but, like, that is a massive tipping point from where it used to be. And the other thing I would just say is that, you know, we at Angel City see this World Cup as a, a massive opportunity for us to come down here and create conversations. So, we are going to be hosting um, what we're calling the Angel City Equity House. And we'll be bringing a lot of our investors down. We're hosting a summit for 100 women to just, like, get in a room and just blow shit up, excuse my French, but really have powerful conversations. And so we'll be doing programming across Australia and New Zealand um, to get people together in rooms to just talk about 
pay equity and equity overall and women's sports and how we can support each other and how we can change things. And we've got people coming in from all over the world for the World Cup. So we're, we're definitely going to capitalize on that. That's so exciting. Do you just love your job, yeah. Steph? Oh, I do. I do. I have two full-time jobs, but this is my morning one and I love it dearly. I had to move here and expected, you know, I called and said, guys, I've got to move to Australia and I'll find you the best head of comms. You know, I was the first hire. So I've been there since before we had a name. Wow. And Julie, who's our, our president and just our beacon, she's everything. She was like, what are you talking about? Like, no, you're Angel City for life. We'll figure it out. And I was like, you know, working in sports for 25 years is not the answer I expected. You know, normally it'd be like, thank you so much. Okay, help us find someone. So I had to move here for my family. And that's the kind of organization that Angel City is. It fully supported me in this move. You know, I go back and forth a lot, but like, you know, this is the type of thing. This is how it's supposed to be like working in the sports business. It really sounds like Angel City is having a big impact on what culture looks like in a sporting organization, even from a position that like you're in off the field as well as on the field. What's the feedback that you're getting from the players about what it's like to play for a sports team like this? Well, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, we are going through the same growing pains as any new team in any anywhere. So, for example, years ago, we're looking for a practice facility. You know, you've got to find a place that is suitable to treat these these players like they should be treated, world-class facilities. And we, the Los Angeles Rams, who's a, a NFL gridiron team, um, we struck a deal with them to use their practice facility in their offseason. And guess what? Like, no one thought it, but they kept winning and winning and winning, and they won the Super Bowl. So, like, we kept getting, we had to go and find a new place to practice. You know, we went to Pepperdine University, which, again, looking over the Pacific, not so bad. <laughs> but, like, you know, they know that we're trying our hardest to give them the best experience possible. They also know that, like, we're going to make mistakes, and that's normal, but they're part of this process. They also know that we're doing things to help them make more money. So, for example, mm-hmm. we created a fund where our fans, for every ticket that, that everyone, every single person that walks into the stadium, we take a percentage of that and we give that back a, a, a clip of the ticket, the clip of the gate receipts to our players mm-hmm. if they opt in to help socialize um, using their social channels. So, like, we could easily take that money and hire an agency or we can just pay our players who are already going to do it anyway. Um, to socialize and say, you know, come out and buy tickets or whatever. They don't have to do a lot, but they they really appreciate that. Just the perfect way to finish our conversation, Steph. Thank you so much for talking to us today. Thanks for chat with you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Sports Social. We so enjoy bringing you these episodes and if you have a friend who you think would enjoy these sports chats please share it with them and let them know about us and we absolutely love receiving your feedback and your reviews it totally lights us up if you are enjoying this kind of sports content head over to our instagram page at the sports social podcast otherwise we will chat to you next week bye